morning and welcome. Paper Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday. I know everybody back to work. Of course, unless you're a federal government employee, uh, day 32 of the government shutdown. Don't worry, though. Everything is wonderful. Well, maybe not today. The Dow getting a little nervous as the billionaires meet in Davos. I'll give you all the updates and so much more. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. 23 years. You know, Jason and I were talking this morning. we got to be one of the longest-running shows, period, in the country. I mean, 23 straight years this show has been coming to you. Uh, the Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. You can do it all out there. The metals program. You know what? I didn't talk about the metals program yesterday. I'm going to tell you right now, get in it. Sooner or later, you're all going to want to call the toll-free number and make sure your real financial well-being is covered. Uh, Speaking of being covered... Uh, I was w- turned on the idiot box this morning. I saw the that the billionaires were out in Davos, and it was all covered with snow, and they're all talking. And depending on, you know, who you are and what your objectives are, you know, they're talking about, oh, no, it's going to be fine. And the real message, though, was most of them were like, yeah, things aren't looking so good. One of my favorite people of all time, uh, Ray Dalio was out. A big interview there. Uh, didn't, I don't want to say he's like 1,000 million percent, but essentially all but said, listen, we're going to be in a recession before 2020, or by 2020. Uh, I hope we can hold out uh, longer if possible, but I don't know. Uh, the Dow is down 200 points uh, right now, as everybody's worried again. I told you last month, the central bank does not care about your 401k and your IRA. They don't. And I know, oh, no, you know, they thought, you know, the day after Christmas Eve, miraculously, they fixed it. Think about this. They, they claimed this is the nonsense you have to believe. We had a bear market for one day. And then it was all fixed. All fixed because the central bank, oh, well, you know, we we can take our time. That's not what happened. Don't be fooled. Central bank doesn't know what they're doing. They make it up. Matter of fact, big article uh, over the weekend where the central bank, at least for the first time, said, hey, you know what? Yeah. I guess that bald-headed fat guy that's been on the radio for 23 years, I guess they were right. We have pretty much caused all the recessions out there. I'm going to tell you a a little story about Alan Greenspan today and irrational exuberance. How that correlates to today 
because Alan Greenspan now for the last several years has been warning about something else. Right? Talking about all the debts and and all of the things that, that are now starting to keep them up at night. The ghost of Central Bank past have come to visit the old chairman. And now he's worried. I'm going to tell you what he's worried about and what is the irrational exuberance have to do with it all and you know when you start looking by the way uh, with government shutdown not a ton of data coming out anymore but existing home sales for December I told you so down the biggest in years year over year which is really the important number December Existing home sales. This is the big part of the market, right? 90% of the home market down almost 11%. Month over month down 6.5%. Back below 5. We're back in the 4 million range. Right? We, we're so, we're nowhere close to anything normal. Right, and they talk about how strong the consumer is and all this. Listen, I I told you six months ago what was going to happen to housing, and it's here. It's here. All of these home prices that they reinflated. Remember, they just reinflated the bubble. They had all their Wall Street buddies buy up all the homes that all of us were forced to walk away from. And now they all want to say, see, that $100,000 home is worth three hundred. The $300,000 home is worth six hundred. The $600,000 home is worth $1.2 million. Right up until it isn't. Uh, and it started in December. Uh, when we get back, what does ex- irrational exuberance have to do with what's happening in the market today? I'm going to tell you that next. 800-951-0592. The deal of the day. You know what? I, I had this yesterday. And, and I'll be honest with you. Obviously, I did a bad job yesterday. Because when, when I tell you, you know, every day, I, I, hey, this is the item, this is the best thing I've got today. And yesterday we were selling those British sovereigns because I, I bought them out of an estate. And I told you, listen, we're going to be the cheapest price in the country, period. And there it is. I still have 20 British sovereigns left out of this group. They're $315. It works out to uh, melt. If you took a blowtorch to this coin, $302 of gold in it. Right, so you're talking, what, $13, maybe $1,350 uh, over the actual melt value of the coin. You don't buy government hallmark, right? Now, this isn't a U.S. hallmark, but it's a, a hallmark by England. A government hallmark gold coin for that close to spot. Tell you what I'm going to do. 
Somebody calls up and buys all 20 of them. I'll do the 20 for 310. 800 951 The British Sovereign, $315. You call up and say, I'll buy them all. I'll take them down to 310 bucks. By the way, buying them all, 6200 bucks. 800 951 And listen, that's smoking hot pricing. And that's really what we care about here. Listen, I want you to buy as cheap as possible. This is it. Fractional gold, you can't go wrong. Now, why is the Dow down 200 points? We've had this great recovery since, you know, the, since the Christmas Eve massacre. And the central bank comes out all the, oh, no, no wait, we, we're going to pause and, and we're going to wait. Just, just days before, the central bank was talking about, we're on path to keep raising rates when the economy's good. What happened? Well, existing home sales is a good indicator. Things have changed drastically. And listen, don't be fooled. Nothing has changed. Do you really think Wall Street can rally with China getting crushed? You know that's not true. You know. We talk about it all the time. Remember how long we've talked about how Wall Street really doesn't represent mainstream America. Right? They're all multinational companies. They are not going to thrive. Listen, at best, at best, we're slowing, right? We know that. We're not going to have 4% or 3.5% GDP. We're going to have something around 2 at best. That's the best you could say. Now you factor in China, the slowest growth in China in 28 years. Yeah. It's still over 6%. Of course, the way the Chinese do it, and we can argue back and forth what the real growth is, but it's still considerably higher than ours. But it's slowing. Japan, right? Japan is, let's face it, they're not growing. Europe, more bad news. Every day we turn around to Europe slowing. We're slowing. It's not a good thing. Right? This little rally over the last couple of weeks of thinking that the the central bank's going to save them, that's just a fan, that's fantasy island talk. If you want to go ahead and risk your 401k and your IRA and your retirement in those debt markets, be my guest. But you've been warned. I told you we're going to talk about Alan Greenspan. You know, remember, they wrote books about him. I think he actually, (laughs) he wrote some about himself. One of them, I've got it here somewhere. I've got to go dust it out. I I know that I could download stuff electronically. Now, that's just not me. I like the actual book. Right? I've got a whole bookshelf. Matter of fact, my bookshelf's so full that I've got books on my on my studio table. I've got no room. I've got a, and actually, I've got plenty of room. I shouldn't say that. Don't bring me bookcases. I've got plenty of them. I'm going to put them in a box. I'm going to ship them up to Colorado. we got bookcases galore up there. But they were calling Alan Greenspan the maestro. Right? Because he was the one that gave us hope. 
And remember, during his tenure, first he did social, gave us Social Security, right? Thank him for that. Remember what I told you. You're not getting it. Trust me when I tell you. And whatever you do get, it's not going to buy anything. Right? He was the one that came up with the big trust fund that they spent. Now, that wasn't his fault. In fairness to Allen, he wanted it to actually be a trust fund. Right? He was like, hey, listen, you can't spend it. Of course, when they finally passed the, the floor, what was the one provision they got rid of? That part. But a lot of him equate to he called the tech bubble. Remember? He uttered the phrase irrational exuberance. And because we're dumbed down, we want to believe that Alan Greenspan uttered the words irrational exuberance and within six months the tech bubble crashed. That's not what happened. Matter of fact, not even close. And this is why I say you need to listen to what they say and then understand the actual timeline. Alan Greenspan uttered the words irrational exuberance after a Federal Reserve meeting December 5th, 1996. The tech bubble, if you will, it didn't collapse until March 11th, 2000. Yeah, over three years later is when the tech bubble peaked from irrational exuberance and the funny part was, what did Alan Greenspan do about it in those three years? Nothing. And this is this is why I think it's amazing why any of us actually think the central bank should operate in secrecy. That's how you get ripped off, right? That's how there's male feces in anything is by allowing a group of people to do something privately and secretly. Why would transparency be bad? And really, there's only one answer to that. Because if there was transparency, we would all know the truth, which is all of your hard work that they convince you. Remember now, people didn't put all their money in the stock market. Matter of fact, the stock market used to only be for rich speculator never meant to have your retirement put in there even the people that created the 401k were like that's not what you should use it for but the reason why I talk about irrational exuberance what was it three years and three months later Wall Street came crashing down. Guess what happens at the end of this year? That'll be a little over three years since Alan Greenspan started coming out on TV and warning people about the debt bubble. 
Now, one of the things that Alan Greenspan said in the late 90s, right around this time of irrational exuberance, was we were going to pay off the national debt. Matter of fact, he said it was going to be paid off by 2010. By the way, since those comments, the debt rose another $17 trillion. So not only is it not paid off, it's way, way higher. And I just wanted to bring to light to you. Think about what's happened. Alan Greenspan warned us three years ago. Well, almost three years ago now. Hey, uh, is this thing on? Is this thing on? We got a problem, you guys. I don't know what Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen were doing, but I feel bad for Jay Powell. That's what he said. This debt thing's not going to end well. Says it's keeping him up at night. What did Wall Street do? Kept rallying, right? I mean, we 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 just came off all time record highs. Now, in December of nineteen ninety six, talked about rational exuberance. Today, <laughs> these stock prices—they can't be worth this. That's crazy. You know what? And that doesn't add up. And he's saying it again. You know what's so funny? What do these guys do on TV? They justify these ridiculous P.E. ratios, don't they? All the, oh, well, you know, 16, 17, 18 times forward earnings. That's fine. Listen, the 100-year average is like eight. Don't tell me. That 16 is 5. Right? That'd be one thing if we were at, like, 10. Okay, you know, you're in within earshot. Right? You're double what the 100-year average is. Why? Oh, well, we got the central bank, and they're so great. Think about what just happened in the last 30 days. 30 days ago. The central bank was out there telling everybody about how great our economy was, and they saw no signs of, of any type of weakness anywhere. You know what they said? Oh, well, you know, the tariff thing, and, and maybe there's a little slowdown, you know, somewhere over the pond. And now they're talking about, hey, we need, we need time out here. Let's, 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 let's take a break. Let me tell you what's really happening. It doesn't have to do with a trade war. It doesn't. It doesn't have to do with a border wall. It doesn't have to do with a government shutdown. It has to do with debt. Specifically, trillions of dollars of it being added every single year now. Remember what I told you about Social Security? Wait till 2022. 
That's how the real fun starts there. I know they want you to think the real fun already started. It hasn't. It hasn't. It takes a while. Because these guys, these billionaires, right, they always see it the same way. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, oh, don't worry about the debt. Social Security, ah, it's okay. China's slowing down. Government shut down. It's all good. Eventually, everything goes back to what? Where it should. Right? We talk about gold and silver. Anything else, right? Everything always, what, overshoots on the upside, overshoots on the downside. Unfortunately, the upside in the debt market has already happened. Now we got to wait for the overshooting to the downside. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Tuesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Even as the nation listened to well-deserved praise for former President George H.W. Bush, we have to point out he did miss the Trump train. Yet President Trump showed great class in paying his respects to George H.W. Bush. It's difficult to imagine two Republicans who are more different from each other than George H.W. Bush and Donald Trump. Bush based his career on the establishment, while Trump rose by defying it. Bush pushed for a new world order and entangled us in foreign wars. Trump promotes national sovereignty and seeks to make America great again. Bush generally pandered to the liberal media, which mostly got its way with him. Trump is not afraid to take on liberals in the media and to call them out. Bush pledged, read my lips, no new taxes, but raise taxes anyway. Trump has not caved in on any of his campaign promises, despite enormous pressure to do so. Everything about Bush was a mixed bag, a compromise, and a combination of the bitter with the sweet. Everything about Trump is unambiguous, clear, and sharply defined. Despite their contrasts and how the Bush family broke with precedent by refusing to support Trump, he did graciously put the federal government at the service of those honoring the 41st president last month. Which brings us to today. It's a good time to observe how much the Republican Party has changed since it was H.W. Bush's party. President Trump, by contrast, has reclaimed and rehabilitated nationalism and America first. As he said in his address to the United Nations in September, America is governed by Americans. We reject the ideology of globalism and we embrace the doctrine of patriotism. Even when it comes to Planned Parenthood, Trump has turned the corner on Bush's Title X family planning legacy. New regulations published by the Trump administration would curtail taxpayer funding of groups like Planned Parenthood, which violate federal law by using abortion as a method of family planning. While in office, George H.W. Bush served many good purposes and earned support from Phyllis Schlafly on many issues. But at the core, he represented the establishment kingmaker view of the GOP. President Trump's conservative policies are the victories America has desperately needed. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You'll be glad to know the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly continues. Upheld by Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, chairman Helen Marie Taylor, treasurer John Schlafly, a full staff in St. Louis in our nation's capital, and thousands of citizen volunteers, her eagles, across the country. You can be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. 
That's phyllisschlafly.com. 800-951-0592. No, some things just don't make sense. Like the fact, I still got the 20 sovereigns still here. It doesn't make any sense to me. Really? You, you, you really think things are real good? Let me guess. It's all the apartment buildings they built in this city that make you feel that way. Do you really think all the houses out in the middle of nowhere in South Crane Creek are, are million-dollar homes, right? You're or 500000 or whatever there. You really think so? You think housing sales falling double-digit percentage points year over year? Down almost 11% from December to December. As a sign of prosperity. I know, you know what? It's a different world now. Housing doesn't matter to the United States. Apparently, neither does China either. <laughs> right? You want to believe that? Go ahead. You know who else has been warning you now for almost three years? One of my favorites, Ray Dalio, right? He's uh, the founder of Bridgewater. By the way, for those of you that don't know who Bridgewater is, they're the largest hedge fund in the world. You know, just that. Right, put it this way. I don't have enough money, never have had enough money to be able to even call Bridgewater, right? You know, I, I don't even want to know what the minimum amount you have to have just to even be considered a client of theirs. Well, he was out in the snow in Davos. Right, that's another thing, right? Doesn't it, does it bother anybody? All these rich people gathering up trying to decide our fate. The next downturn in global growth is a daunting prospect for the financial markets, according to Dalio. That's what he said today. I'd say the downturn is here. He said that what scares me the most long-term is we have limitations to monetary policy, right? Because let's face it, we really only have one monetary policy, right? And I don't care what they say. Uh, Debt, that's it. That's been our solution to every monetary policy issue that we've had is debt. Lower the cost of debt. Raise the, pro- the cost of debt. How about just have more debt? But that's been the only answer. What scares me the most is the limitations to monetary policy, which is our most valuable tool, the one that we aren't allowed transparency to. I want to throw that part in. He didn't say that. I'll say it for him. At the same as we have greater political and social antagonism. Listen, it's everywhere. I know. We're not rioting in the streets here yet. Right? But we're right next to it, right? And everybody can feel it. Right? Just think about the nastiness on both sides. The blatant disrespect for the President of the United States 
It, it's only gotten worse. Listen, and it's been it's, it's been going that way. Right? Let's not hide it. It's not just Donald Trump. It doesn't happen overnight, does it? Keep trying to tell you that. It's gradual. And then it's suddenly. The next downturn in the economy worries me the most. And he started talking about populism and nationalism and and everybody out there, right, dug into, you know, this is the beliefs, right? We, we want 70% taxes and be like Sweden. We want capitalism. We want freedom. And everything in between. But he's been on this point. He's been talking about the Great Depression a lot, Dalio. And he keeps coming back to this. He keeps coming back to the late 1930s. No one talks about it. The history books don't talk right? We talk about it in terms of what? Stock market crashed in 29. The shutting of the banks and the confiscation of gold in 1933. And then it goes uh, seemingly, oh, World War II. Well, before we got into World War II, there was 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. There's a lot of years in between. What people don't know was we came out of the Great Depression, and the central bank did the same thing they did this time around. Hey, we fixed it, guys. <laughs> Come on back in. Hey, the water's fine. Yeah. Ah, uh, don't worry. That house costs a billion dollars. It's fine. You can do it. Come on. Don't worry about the national debt. Ah, so we're gonna add another. So don't worry. It's fine. China's slowing down. Ah, who cares? Government shutdown. It's fine. Come on in. We fixed it. Dalio says. Yeah, we've heard this tune before. And now he says, we're getting ready to go back in. And I've been saying it all along. And and history, trust me, history's going to prove me right. Why am I so confident? Because look at the debt. It's simple. They didn't fix anything. Wake up. They didn't fix anything. They, they doubled the P.E. ratio and tripled the debt. That's not fixing anything. Think about it now. What? We're between two and a quarter and two and a half percent. Dalio knows this. And everyone's panicked. If they rose. Could you imagine if the Federal Reserve was going to raise rates again in March? What, the, what would the market be doing? Right? It'd be vast pandemonium. Right? It'd be raining cats and dogs. And he's saying, listen, this is a carbon copy. What most people don't know is we didn't get out of the Great Depression. The central bank didn't fix it. They said they did. And then by 1937, we started having trouble again. 
38, 39, 40, right? We're in trouble. And if it wasn't for World War II, I got a funny feeling we wouldn't have the Federal Reserve anymore. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. We turn again. The Dow down almost 300 points now. Uh, by the way, tomorrow I'm going to play uh, the interview Ray Dalio gave uh, tomorrow. It, it's a long one. Uh, it, it needs to be heard. Another guy that, that I will quote here, I don't know this person, at least not yet, but uh, some people say he's the next Warren Buffett or whatever that. Of course, you know, take that with a grain of salt because Eddie Lampert, the guy that bought Sears, he was supposed to be the next Warren Buffett 20 years ago. But he's another billionaire. He came out with a letter in Davos. And here's what he said. How can it be business as usual? Amid constant protests, riots, shutdowns, escalating social tension, and rising debts, what they're calling a sobering letter, uh, this guy, Carmen, is his name, Seth Carmen expressed confusion at investor reaction. In other words, confusion about the stock market and why it's so high. Based on everything that he's seen, as he said, the post-World War II international order continues to erode and the market ignored and keep ignoring the long-term implications of a more isolated America with more and more debt and talked about how the U.S. debt exceeds its GDP. In other words, they say, I don't care what these, oh, it's only, you know, only, you only need to count this part of the debt and not that kind of debt and, 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 well, forget about this dad and that dad. No, he's saying BS. Face up to it. Here's the problem, and he knows it. I've already told you. We're already at $22 trillion. You don't believe me yet? We're going to be at $40 trillion in less than 10 years. We're going to be way above our GDP. The seeds for the next major financial crisis may well be found in today's sovereign debt levels. Thank you very much, a.k.a. allegedly the next Warren Buffett. By the way, this guy manages uh, $27 billion, uh, one of the wealthiest families uh, in the world, according to the Times. Eight hundred. Nine five one zero five nine two. I told you last month. I'm sorry. I want it to be different. The debt market are way overpriced by every metric historically. 
And this isn't new. The central bank has manipulated markets for since we've created them in 1913. Ray Dalio says, hey, it's getting ready to come home to roost. Just like it did in the late 1930s. Now, are we, does that mean we're headed for war with China? I don't know. I mean, because we weren't going to get out of the last one. And, and really, we'll get out of it. Listen, I don't want to make it sound like the world comes to an end. All I'm saying is, those, the few that are smart enough to put their assets into gold and silver are the ones that are going to be okay. I'll use Venezuela as a great example. One $20 gold piece. One. Go buy any house in Venezuela you want today. Right? Here you go. I'll take that one. <laughs> I'll take, you know what? Right, here's ten of them. I'll take the whole street. This is what happened. And listen, they're racing. Right? They're racing to get ready. Because this is what the next crisis is going to be. And I tell, I'm telling you, I'm already going to tell you the pitch. In order to save it, everyone needs to turn in their Federal Reserve notes. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. This isn't new. This is exactly where we're headed. Think about this. No one in 20 years ago, no one even dreamt of a trillion-dollar budget deficit. I mean, we were just 20 years ago. We were just, what, a year or two removed from the quote-unquote budget surplus of the Clinton years. 22 years ago, Alan Greenspan warned us of irrational exuberance. Three years later, the stock market came tumbling down. For almost three years now, guys like Ray Dalio, guys like Alan Greenspan, guys like Jeff Gunlotch have been warning you. Stanley Drunken Miller, listen, I can keep naming names. They're all the signs are there. Right? And when I say a trillion dollars, you know what the real number is. It's almost two. It'll be much closer to two trillion than one trillion. But they'll say one, right? As the next Warren Buffett kindly pointed out today in Davos, call it what you want. The debt exceeds the nation's GDP, and it's spiraling out of control. That part is, is I told you last year was just the first hit. And I got a feeling this is one of those days that's going to go extra. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? 800-951-0592. Final statement coming up. 800-951-0592. British Sovereign. I know they're foreign. I know. I know. Not that many. You'll be okay. The best buy in the world today. 315 bucks. 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's the only thing up today. Twelve hundred eighty three dollars. Uh, silver two. Silver uh, fifteen thirty five. 
Uh, the Dow's down, like I said, just just under 300 points. The Nasdaq's down 100. The S&P's down 53. I know. I know. You want to believe the itchy here on TV. You want to believe your financial planner because he's a smart guy. Right? From uh, IChargeBigBees.com. That's the guy you want to listen to. Right? You know these guys are trying to tell you that 21,800-something points was the Dow pricing in a recession. <laughs> listen, you know what a recession's going to be? It's not going to be 21,000. We'll be lucky if it's 10,000. That'll be lucky. 21,000 and change was not pricing in a recession. It was a warning that we're way overvalued. I know you had a little dead cat bounce here for a couple weeks. Because they truly, you know, when you actually listened to the earnings from all of these companies, banks included, they weren't great. They weren't even good. But they wanted to believe that because, oh, the central bank changed its tune. It's going to be okay. No. What they should have been saying is, why is the central bank changing their tune? What happened? How bad is the data getting? Is there really going to be a recession? Right? Because you have to go a lot lower than 21,800. We'll see. But I will tell you this. You've been warned. And you've been warned for a while. And they always warn. They just don't They just don't want to what? It's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's different this time. We can't even get rates above 2.5%. That's how bad it really is. Because all of you know. Right? It used to be what the Fed fund rate would get back to, to 6 or 7%. Then they'd lower them down to 4 Then they'd get back to 7 lower it down to 4 Then they only got back to 6 lowered it down to 3 Then they got back to 5 something went down to 1 Right? Then it got, remember the, the, the day Ben Bernanke put his foot in his mouth. He did his J-Pow after a Fed meeting in August of 06. We're going to raise rates again. Rates went to zero and stayed there for 10 years. We didn't even get to 2.5%. Whatever happened, what happened to getting back to 4 or 5 or 6? That's why Ray Dalio is telling you. You've been warned. It's just the late 1930s again. I know the part, you know, the, the part that history doesn't want to talk about. Went right back in. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Tomorrow, we'll play the whole Ray Dalio clip. Thank you.